This is CT motherfucking Fletcher, and you are listening to the Mike Sappho Podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> CT, what's going on, my friend? Thanks for coming on, bro. Hey, Mike, I appreciate you having me. It's okay if I call you Mike. Call me whatever you CT, look at the size of you. You call me whatever you want, brother. I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> the beard looks I like the beard, though. It looks good on you. Yeah, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah, I shave it off every now and then. It's coming back. Listen, before we have some fun, we're going to make fun of each other, joke around, talk about your history, how you feeling, because I know you had tests done, and that was like, you know, we you, you actually scheduled a podcast around the test, which I really appreciate. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling blessed, man. Test came back all good. The heart's working perfectly, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll be around here a little while longer and keep fucking with you. <laughs> you are the king of motivation. You are you inspire millions, and that's not a joke. Dealing with shit like this, how do you continue to stay positive and motivated? Because listen, let's we were texting each other. You have to get down. You're nervous with the test. How do you just like f that? I'm gonna go motivate people. How can you still do that? What drives you? Uh, I've been given so much, Mike. It's it's easy. I, I I'm so motivated to have. It's not even funny, man. Every day that I wake up and open my eyes up is motivation. I'm extremely motivated, man. Another day of life is extremely motivating to me. So it don't take much. Just being alive is motivation, man. <laughs> I know you live in a healthy lifestyle now, a new diet. What's one food you miss the most, CT? A fucking double cheeseburger. <laughs> Hands down, man. I was a double cheeseburger king. <laughs> So no question about it. So, so now you're doing this whole plant-based diet thing, but the one thing you miss the most is a double cheeseburger. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, we got, uh, you know, the the uh, vegan patties now, but uh, it, ain't, it ain't the same, man. But uh, I'm trying to stay alive, so fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, CT, where do you want the double cheeseburger from, though? Oh, man. Well, everybody knows, you know, I used to eat the four Big Macs every fucking day for 20 years, but... For lunch, that was for lunch. But uh, the joints, the little hamburger joints, the no-name joints, always have the best fucking cheeseburgers. All There's greasy no and stuff. Hell yes, man! That 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 kind you make on your stove at home, you know, fat than a motherfucker. You know, put as much cheese on there as you want. That's the kind of that's the good shit right there. I want to talk about your journey because it fascinates me. A dude from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, goes to Compton, works for the post office, goes to the military. Now you're hanging out with guys like The Rock, Stone Cold, Joe Rogan. Does it ever blow your mind or do you pinch yourself saying, how did a dude from Arkansas, Compton, issues with his dad? Now I'm hanging out with The Rock and The Rock's telling me I motivate him. Does that ever like just blow your mind? Every fucking day. Every fucking day, Mike. I don't understand it. It has to be a fucking miracle from God, man. It's no way. It's, you know, I'm like, man, did I actually die and go to heaven? And somebody ain't telling me what the fuck, man. I can't, I still can't believe it. You don't even know how your name resonates. I know you're a boxing guy. I don't know if you know Adam Kovzneski. He's a heavyweight boxer, a big Polish dude. I was just with him 30 minutes ago. And I'm like, Adam, I got to go. I'm doing a podcast with CT Fletcher. He's like, yo, CT, like, your name is just CT. Everyone loves you. It, it has to be fucking mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling, but everybody don't love my ass. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Some motherfuckers, you know, I, I get uh, messages, hey, I wish you would die already, you old motherfucker. <laughs> What's people's and, biggest issue with you? And, and uh, you know, I thought you were already dead, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
I, you know, I don't know exactly. Maybe they just don't like my face. I don't know exactly what it is, but it, you know, some people don't like me because uh, you know, I always talk about uh, faith being a real strong, mm-hmm. you know. And if you have a person that's uh, you know doesn't believe in God uh, or, or atheist, then you know they they don't like me so much. <laughs> Arkansas kid, when did you move to Cali? Uh, I moved to Cali um, when I was about three years old. Oh, so you never you didn't have a lot of time in Arkansas? Nope, not at all. We used to go back every year, you know, to visit grandma and the rest of the relative, but uh, you know, didn't grow up in Arkansas. Are you the most famous dude from uh from where from Little Bluff? From Pine Bluff or Tory, <laughs> you, Tory Hunter? Isn't Tory Hunter from there? Yeah, Baseball player? I think so. You 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 mix them you mix them up. There's uh Little, Little Rock, Rock and, and Pine Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> got little bluff, <laughs> little bluff, you little made, CT. He made a new fucking city, man. <laughs> now, now, CT, what was the reason for the move to Compton? Obviously, it wasn't your move. You're three years old, so your family did it. What's the reason for the move? Right, you know, I, I, the story goes: my dad was working at a dairy on a farm, and uh, the uh, guy he was working for called him the N word. My dad knocked him out, and we had to get out of town fast. That's how the story goes. And, I was three, so I don't know if you said true or not. You <laughs> <laughs> probably just wanted to get you out of there, right, CT? Yeah, yeah. I, I know you had a tumultuous relationship with your dad and stuff, and now you're a huge family guy. My dad had, like, a piece of shit dad. Used to make him kneel on rice, mentally and physically abuse him. When my dad decided to have children, he was like, I'm breaking the cycle. I'm going to be the good dude. I'm never going to hit my kids. Does that influence you, how you parent? Absolutely, 100%. Now, I want to be the exact opposite of my dad. I wanted to, uh, you know, everything, I, I tried to uh, do exactly the opposite of him. I didn't want my kids to feel about me the way I felt about him. So I tried to, uh, you know, break the chain, man, break the chain. It, it, it takes the one solid man to break the cycle, and hopefully the cycle always ends. Hey, then you joined the military, go Army. Uh, was that because of your dad, or you always wanted to be a military guy? Uh, no, yeah, well, I have to, I wanted to out soldier the soldier. My dad was a soldier in this motherfucker okay. that you ever seen, man. I wanted to out soldier his, I wanted to prove to him that I was a better soldier than he could, that he know that motherfucker, that who the real soldier was. <laughs> now you get stationed in Germany and did you like your time in Germany? And I know that's where you found martial arts. That's where you found boxing and the weightlifting, but did you enjoy your time partying in Germany? I loved it. I love fucking Germany, man. It was fantastic. Just other than being cold in a motherfucker, <laughs> it was wonderful, man. And now, what led you to the weightlifting and what led you to the martial arts? Because you got right into it. Yeah, I got into uh, martial arts because, you know, back then, uh, everybody wanted to be Bruce Lee. Uh, everybody wanted to be Bruce Lee, man, including me. I wanted to be fucking Bruce Lee. I seen Enter the Dragon and shit, you know, and I, I wanted to be just like him and and I seen it in Jim Kelly was in Enter the Dragon. I later wanted to be Jim Kelly. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so they got a black dude who's doing this shit, too. <laughs> I had a fucking afro, you know, what the hell? I'm an athletic motherfucker. I like to fight a little bit. Let me let me give it a shot, man. So Bruce, Bruce Lee was the first inspiration, though. And speaking of fighting, now you're a big boxing guy, too, right? Oh, man. How far are you going to go back? I love I love boxing. Who who were your guys growing up, and who are you guys now? Well, of course, uh, Muhammad Ali was my uh, my number one idol. 
as a kid, you know, I used to, used to listen to his fights uh, on the radio and, uh, and and went stood in line for I don't know how many hours to get my boxing gloves signed. And did you he get them was, signed? Uh, oh, yes, most definitely. Wow, wow, okay. Waited two days to get them fucking signed. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was the man, but I, I liked him even more for what he did outside the ring than, you know, what he did inside the ring. And I, it's so much that, you know, I changed my name, legally changed my name to add Ali to it. That's how much respect I had for the man. He's probably the, one of the most famous men of all time for what he did. And it's it's weird because talk about boxing purists. It's Ali. Well, Ali wasn't the greatest. Everything he did outside the ring made him the greatest because he absolutely he changed the world. He really did. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely changed the world. What's up, Big Dave? Dave What's going with on, you. CT? How are you? Big Dave cracking sidewalks and shit. What's up, Big Dave? <laughs> Good, man. How you doing? I am blessed, Big Dave. Now, you, you, we worked out together. Where we work out at? Was it American Eagle? Where was it? No, no. I came down to your gym a couple of times when I was oh, going okay. to the National Police Fire Games. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, I ended up working out with Rob because you wasn't around. I think you were in Australia. Uh, yeah, either Australia or in the hospital, one of the two. But Big Big Rob was there. Yeah, Big Rob. I, I, Let me I tell you something. That gym is something else. That Thank gym you, is man. something else. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you like hardcore shit, man, Iron Addicts is the place to be. I'm, I'm telling people to always come down there from Brooklyn. They have to. It's like the Mecca right now. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Dave downplays himself. Dave set the world record for bench pressing for police and fire games and stuff. So he downplays his accomplishments. But Dave Wor yeah, wor world record holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Oh, yeah, for the old times, for the old times. <laughs> what, 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 year did, what, what year did you win the title, Big Dave? Like um, 2016, I believe. Oh, shit, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but I go down to Cali all the time to do the Nationals. So I'm always in um San Diego once a year. Oh, okay. Oh, man. That's amazing. Shit, I, I got to come up there and check you yeah. out, Big Dave. Actually, man, down to your gym a couple of times. I was fortunate enough. Oh man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. I hope they didn't charge you. <laughs> CT, I support my friends. I hear you. Know you. What I mean? I hear you. Yep, yep. I'm the same way. I'm the same way, baby. Listen, I love what you're doing with your son, man. That you got him in that drug-free competitions. He's creeping. Absolutely. We going. We going uh, next weekend. Uh, he's going to go for his first world title. Okay. Okay. What's he looking? Yeah. Look good. Yeah, he's looking good. It's you know 100% pure uh, division. Never, never you know touched any drugs whatsoever. And he's going That's in there right. with other guys the same way, drug tested. And he's gonna show, right. show him, keep uh, keep the fletching ain't going, man. Yep, that's a different that's a different kind of hustle that drug free. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I love what you're doing with Iron Wars too, man. I'm a big fan of that, man. You know yeah, what you, you got to come. You got to come. You turning that into the Kumite of, of bench press. Man, this was the first uh first year we haven't had it, you know, cuz of the pandemic and stuff and you know that broke my heart, but we going we going to come back next year bigger and better than ever, man. Best of the best competing head to head. I, I don't know if that gym's going to hold you anymore anymore. You might have to go somewhere bigger. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's packed out every year, man. And so I I don't know how that's going to work with uh, COVID and shit, but that motherfucker be standing room only, man. You might need the convention center or something. So. 
Man, I don't know about that. <laughs> might have to knock a wall out or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that thing looks great, man. I've been trying to get down there, but it's tough with our schedule. Yeah. I've been trying to get down there for a couple of years. I'm definitely going to make the next one, though. Well, come on. Come on, big man. I'd love to have you. Dave, hold on. CT, getting back to you, because you and Dave keep talking about legends and old school stuff. Forget about the old school boxing. Are you an old school wrestling fan as well? Oh, my God. Boy, how far do you want to go back? <laughs> well, I, I want to go back. I'm wearing a Hulk Hogan shirt right now. Forget about the times now. Who were you guys growing up? Now, CT, because I heard you wanted to be a wrestler. So I heard you yeah, were that. So, so tell me about what got you into wrestling. Who were you guys? And I, I heard you were going to be a wrestler. And what happened? Yes. Okay. Uh, I go back to the days of the flamethrowing sheet, uh, Freddie Glassy, John Tolis, the Golden Greek. Uh, Bruno San Martino, Ernie Ladd. Man, how far do you want to go back? <laughs> Camel Clutch. <laughs> now, now did, did you move up with the Hulk Hogan, the Big John Studs, King Kong Buddy? Did you go into the 80s? Of course, of course, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> and Rocky Soul Man Johnson, The Rock's dad, you know, was like my favorite, man, so... Uh, yeah, and uh, Neil Moskadas, the man of a thousand man, of course. But how, how far you want to go back with it? Yes, I love I, I want, wrestling. Man. I want to hear about your career because I thought you were going to be a wrestler. So what happened? I know you wanted to be. You were going to be a boxer, a martial artist. You have your hands in everything. Yeah. So what, what happened with the wrestling game? Okay, uh, absolutely. Uh, started out uh, boxing, then switched to uh, uh, tournament karate, fought in a few tournaments. And I realized that, you know what, um, killer instinct is real important. And once I got a guy hurt, you know, I see the guys in the UFC, once they get a guy hurt, they smell blood, they go out for the kill, they want to, you know, destroy the motherfucker. And that, you know, I realized that that wasn't me, Mike. Once I get a guy hurt, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go home now, you know. So I said, you know, I, well, I still like physical combat and physically doing so let's try wrestling you know i like wrestling shit okay. so I, I was uh, like 300 some pounds pretty still still pretty young still able to move around a little bit so i was uh training at seaside gym in long beach and an old guy uh used to be a, a pro wrestler and i, I had a fucking ball man and, <laughs> and then they, they got to telling me that uh traveling the traveling part the traveling part he said, you know, you're going to be in a different hotel room every fucking weekend. You're going to be traveling all of doing this. And I uh, I had, I was already working at the post office. Mm -hmm. I said, I got a pretty good job already. I got three little kids at home and I need the fucking health benefits. And I ain't fucking going to be in no different hotel room every fucking weekend. Fuck that. So I decided to take my ass back to the post office. And that was the end of my pro wrestling. <laughs> Post office. I know you're the post office. You, you didn't want it. You didn't want to be cop fireman. You just wanted something with a stability and a pension, correct? Did say I hated the post office, but I had a fucking. Uh, you know, I had kids and had to eat, so I took my ass there for 28 years, man. Well, you were probably the biggest post worker of all post office worker of all time. How did you balance work, fatherhood, and working out? Because at this point, you were savage working out. So, how did you possibly balance all that? Well, uh, I had this stupid notion that if I fucking worked my ass off and, and, and became a world champion, that I could fucking quit my job at the post office and somebody would pay me to lift weights. 
And that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that shit didn't ever happen. <laughs> CT, so many of your aspects of your life fascinate me. But I want to talk about a diet. I'm a workout guy. I just run on the treadmill. We'll talk about that later. So I eat super strict CT. It's I'm eating this and this. I don't want too many, too much sugar, too much this, too much that. How didn't you, after putting in so much work, so much time, live a healthy lifestyle with the food? That's what always blows my mind with you. Wouldn't you have been, you wanted to be the biggest, baddest motherfucker ever. That's what we told everybody. But if you ate healthier, do you think it would have helped your body, physique a little more? It, it, yes, I, most definitely it would have helped me. It would have kept me from having fucking two open heart surgeries, a heart transplant, and fucking flatlining five times too, Michael. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't give a shit back then, man. I never, I never expected to live to, you know, be past 40, 45 anyway. So I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to, you know, be a, like a rocket ship, man, and go out in a fucking blaze. It didn't matter to me. I, that was my mindset, man. CT, was it maybe lazy? Like, hey, it's easy for me to swing by McDonald's? That's probably the easiest thing to do, right? Oh, no. I, I felt like uh, I had, that's what I had to do in order mm. to, you know, I wanted to, I, I was a super heavyweight. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in order to maintain, you, you, you don't see those guys in the world's strongest man fucking contest eating, you know, lettuce and, you know, <laughs> and tomatoes. And the motherfuckers are scarfing down serious amounts of food if you want to be a you know a sidewalk cracking big beast then you gotta you gotta eat like a fucking big beast man were you uh were you addicted to working out definitely that's why i came up with the term iron addict absolutely addicted to it it was definitely my addiction were you could you ever be satisfied as a workout guy and i speak to dave about this too is there ever a time you're looking in the mirror, you just had a crazy set, a crazy workout, you're pouring sweat, you just crushed it. Are you ever satisfied ever? Or are you looking in the mirror, either pinching, oh, I have a little bit of fat here, or I can get bigger? Are you ever at a reason where, like, I look good today, I'm happy? Um, I don't think anybody uh, with the type of mindset is set. Because I, I have uh, 10 commandments of bodybuilding, and the 10th commandment is never be satisfied. That is the 10th commandment. Satisfaction is the end of progress. You cannot progress past satisfaction. Once you look in that mirror and say, oh, I look good enough. Oh, I feel I'm, I'm fucking good enough. I'm perfect now. I don't need to do anymore. Then you will definitely not make any more improvements. You will definitely not make any more progress. That's it, man. That's it. Once you want to become satisfied, that is, the, that is your limit. You will, will not go past that. So hell no, I was never satisfied. CT, when you hear city worker, government worker, federal worker, you're like, oh, you did 25 years? How's your pension? I don't know the answer. And I tried to look it up on the, how don't you have a pension? What happened with the post office? Okay. Oh man. Uh, that's a, well, when I had the heart problems, when I had the heart problems, they gave me a total, uh, when I had my first open heart surgery, they gave me total disability. Total disability, and I, I'm I was making about uh, thirty five hundred bucks a month from my uh, postal, and I was fucking happy as fuck, man. <laughs> I was satisfied, man. Thirty five hundred bucks a month, and I said, "This is gonna be my life for the rest of my life. I'm just take this. I'm a, I'm gonna make this shit work. I'm I'm cool. I'm happy." They did that for one year. They stopped it completely. Took all my benefits, took my stop. My, no, I never got re-examined, never took another health exam, never anything, man. 
And How did they justify com- that? They did not. They did not justify it. And I, <laughs> I still haven't got a, a reason or justification wow. for it. Stop my pay, and I, and then that's that's when I went, you know, looking for a job, man. That's that's what, and and I, and I thought, you know, they, I was really fucked. My life was, I didn't know what the fuck I was gonna do. And I went looking around for a job, went found the gym, and finally accepted my ass, and, and didn't give a fuck that I didn't have a certification. CT, you answered my next question because my thing yeah. was. I read on the internet, and obviously everything you read about C.T. Fletcher on the internet must be true. And it said that, uh, <laughs> and it said that you wanted to be a personal trainer. You went to like ten places, and they're like, "Oh, you're C.T. Fletcher. You're the world champion. Are you certified?" And you're like, "No." And they wouldn't hire you. Is that true? Absolutely, one hundred percent true. You gotta have that fucking cert- certification. And I'm like, man, I'm a world champion. They're like, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> he, he where's your certificate at I man fuck that certificate <laughs> you see you're a six-time world champion you're going in there shredded obviously you know your shit and they're still telling you uh are you certified to do this yep absolutely I'm, and a motherfucker with not a muscle nowhere to be found <laughs> on the whole body <laughs> when was it your genius did someone else approach you when did this whole youtube video let me put up motivation where'd that happen because you know, CT, everyone now wants to be a, you know, uh, Instagram model. Everyone wants to be a YouTube guy. You were one of the first guys. And, you know, like Dave told me and other big workout guys, you were a legend for 30 years. And now people like me who aren't in the game know you. So who came up with that idea? Like, let's put you on YouTube. Let's really show everyone who CT Fletcher is. Um, it was a, a strength project. The guy from Strength Project. He had a big YouTube uh Arash. Yes, Arash, his name is yeah. Arash Babu. And he was from Strength Project. And he comes in the gym one day and he says, hey, CT, you want to be on YouTube? And I'm like, what the fuck is YouTube? <laughs> they didn't handle YouTube back in my day. You know, it wasn't no fucking YouTube. And so he said, he told me, you know, I, and, then, and my next question was just, can I say whatever the fuck I want to say? And he said, yes, you can say whatever you want to say. And I said, well, I'm in. Fuck it, man. And so... And that's how I got started. I didn't even know what YouTube was. I was 53 years old and just looking for a job, man. Now, CT, when did you know it was something special? I have authors on. I have athletes on. And I'm like, hey, when was the moment you knew, like, okay, this is big? When did, Was there a moment? Was there – did you hit a certain number of downloads? You're like, oh, shit, this is it. Yeah. Uh, Arash comes in the gym, you know, a couple of days later, and he say, you're fucking viral. And I go, what the fuck is viral, man? I don't Am know I sick? Viral is. <laughs> he goes, well, you got, you got a fucking million views, though. I said, a million motherfuckers listening to me? <laughs> Are you kidding? Because the first video, I told him, hey, look, I don't give a fuck if you listen to me or not. Turn the shit off. Oh, I figured nobody would listen to me if I said shit like that. And he goes, man, you went viral. So you know, what the fuck is viral? So that's how it happened, man. I'm like, oh, yes, I guess. I, I guess. Something's happening, shit. And, and then you go on Instagram, you have 2 million followers. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, you got Rogan. Stone Cold came to your gym to interview you. You've been on Rogan a couple times, getting two, three, four, five million views. The Rock always talks about how you motivate him. When they start asking you for interviews and stuff, are you like, C- me? C.T. Fletcher? They want me to motivate them? This is The Rock. Rocky Johnson's yeah, son, man. Stone Cold. Because you know what's funny, CD? I love watching those interviews with you, not to get content, to watch them fanboy out with you. And you're like, whoa, 
Stone Cold, can I ask you questions about wrestling? That always, yeah. I always think that's the coolest shit. You want to, you fanboy out with them, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Stone Cold is a good friend of mine now, man. And because uh, <laughs> he's in the old cars too. And uh, he actually uh, has one of my old trucks. One of my trucks uh, is now Stone Cold's. Uh, it's a 66 short bed city pickup truck that he got from me. So, yeah, Stone Cold and uh, he's a good, good Bill Goldberg, good, good buddy comes by, takes me around in his Dodge Demon. We have fun. Joe Rogan, I love that dude, man, because, you know, well, he was, introduced me to a whole new audience. He did. And I was nervous for Joe Rogan because you called him out and you were like, Joe Rogan, you're fucking wrong, bro. And here's why I love you, CT. If you argue with someone on the Internet, you're like, oh, no, sir, you're wrong. You're like. Joe Rogan, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking. You completely called him out. Like, you don't give a <laughs> shit. And, and, but you know what? I, like a man of his word, he called you on a show and you guys talked about it. Because you, What was that whole thing about? He was saying that uh, you have yeah. explained to what was that about. Okay, the whole thing, uh, Joe, you know, was <laughs> saying that muscle-bound guys or guys that are really muscular always gas out in fights. They always gas out in fights. And I told Joe this. I said, Joe, it, it, the difference is this. If they built all their muscles in the gym, if they got all their muscles from the gym, then you're absolutely right. If these are, you know, they went in and they pumped a bunch of iron and that's how they got their muscles, then you're absolutely right. But there are guys that are born, born muscular. And if the average person looks at them, they're going to say, Oh, that guy must put a lot of time lifting weights. He must lift weights a lot. But it's not true. There's a whole lot of guys that are absolutely, they look like they pump iron all day, but they don't. They got abs. They got shoulders. They got, if that guy was born with those muscles and not built in the gym, then he will not gas out. It's not, it's not you know, because his body was born like that. He's got the same gas tank as a motherfucker that, you know, look like a marshmallow. <laughs> But he's, he, you know, he, it's, it's, it's the difference between born muscle and built muscle. Built and muscle, I think you're absolutely right. And obviously muscles is something you know about and stuff. Are you a big UFC guy as well? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you like watching if fight? If it's fighting, man, I'm, I'm a fan of it, man. So it's you know, my, my good yeah. buddy, uh, my good buddy, Dr. Dre, is a, a huge boxing fan. But you don't give a fuck about the UFC. <laughs> I'm like, you watching the fights today, Dre? And you go like, what fights? I'm going to UFC. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but boxing? Oh, yeah, he loved boxing. Who, who are you guys in the UFC that you love to watch? Oh, man. I, you know, Stylebender. I'm a, a big fan of Stylebender. Uh, no Love. Uh, big fan of his. Uh King Mode, they had a, uh, and I, I like the the guy who's lead, who just left uh, Yoel Romero. I like him a lot because uh, I thought Yoel, you know, got dogged a few times, and then they don't give him enough credit for being an old motherfucker, man. He they nev they never count age and yeah. experience in it. So they want the young guy running around. These dudes experience know what the fuck they're doing. They might not get the takedown, but they always dominate these fights. And they never get a, they never get um props for the experience, man, ever. No, man. And he, I mean, no, you don't see him getting knocked out and shit. He goes in there with the fucking killers, the absolute best at 40-something years old. Shit, I, I get that a lot of props, man. 
I, I want to focus now back into weightlifting, all your records, all that stuff. Your son, was it just like, hey, I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps? And when he told you, I want to be a professional bodybuilder, professional weightlifter, you, were you proud of him and did you encourage it? Um, I never uh, asked, you know, put any expectations on any of my kids on whatever they, whatever they wanted to do. You know, I have an older son, you know, he's not into, uh, uh, you know, weightlifting is heavy. He, he works out, but he's more like you, you know, he treadmill and cardio and, and yeah, there you go. It's we got the split biceps going on, you know, but he's more into health and stuff like that. But Samson was following me to the gym, you know, since he was in diapers, man. So, uh, he wanted, he just fell in love with it and I'm super proud of him. You know, he wanted to do it and I would never try to force it on him, but he's following in, uh, the old man's footsteps. So I'm super proud of him. Awesome. And you know, I love, I love people at the competition when they see Fletcher and they look over like, Oh, that must be a Fletcher. It's like when you're playing basketball and you see a Jordan, you give that second look, that must be my kid, right? Yeah. It's a tr tremendous, a lot of pressure though on, uh, any kid that, you know, if their dad was a professional athlete, I don't care what the sport is, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of, if, if the, well, like it was a lot of pressure on the rock when he first started mm -hmm. wrestling, uh, people remember his dad, then he has to try to live up to, you know, his, his oh, wow, you're Rocky Johnson's son. What you going to do? You know, whoever it is, if you try to follow in your dad's footsteps, if your dad was decent, then they're going to expect a whole lot from you. So it puts a lot of pressure on the kid. I started the pod podcast off uh, asking about your health. You know, you said you're doing great. God gave you another day to live. I know you told the story a gazillion times, and I apologize, but I just want to hear, when was the first wrinkle in your health that you were like, oh, shit? I know health things, unfortunately, ran your family with your heart. When was your first issue that you realized that you had something going on? Not being able to breathe. Not being able to breathe was a big fucking hint, man. And I thought for a minute it was just because I was fucking fat. You know, I was <laughs> uh, 325 pounds at 5'11". You know, I'm like, well, yeah, I get out of breath tying my shoes up, man. So I thought maybe it was just because I was too fat and I had to lose some weight. So I cut down, you know, I got down to 275. And I kept losing weight and losing weight. And that held it off. That did help. It held it off. You know, when I first found out about it, it wasn't until, you know, um, five years, I'm sorry, 10 years later before I actually had to have to have open heart surgery. Open heart surgery. It's famous. You flatlined a few times. You came off and, you, you know, you chronicled it during YouTube. You were showing videos of yourself and it was like, it was heartbreaking. Like, oh my God, that's CT. That's the monster. And you were, you know, a, a shell of yourself. <laughs> How mentally, CT, did you deal with that? Because like you said, addiction, working out was an addiction to you. You know you can't work out. You can't heavy lift anymore. How do you mentally process that? Uh, certain things that you thought was fucking su stupendously important. Not that important <laughs> when anymore. Yeah, when you compare them to being alive and not alive, they, they shrink in comparison, man. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I got to fucking lift weights every day. I got to and they're like, hmm, I might not be here tomorrow. You know, I, 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 just the, it, it, the, you know, your priorities change when it's talking about life and death. When did the comeback tour start? When did you look in the mirror and say, all right, I'm, I'm not going out this. That's not going to be my final sentence in my book. Um, I had a tremendous amount of faith. You know, I talk about faith and, and, and it was, I was never, uh, stressed out about it or worried about it because I just, you know, wasn't shit I could do about it anyway. I couldn't make myself live or 
or die. It was totally not in my hands. So I just prayed, you know, and told God, whatever, you know, whatever your will is, whatever you got planned for me, then it's, you know, it's up to you, man. And if I open my eyes uh, on Cinco de Mayo 2018, if I open my eyes, then I know you want me to still be here. So that's when it started. Uh, you know, when I opened my eyes on that operating table, Cinco de Mayo 2018, I said, oh, shit. Well, I, I opened my eyes. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm coming back, man. <laughs> That's all I needed. One thing about your diet, I, I, you know, we talked about the McDonald's. Were you a big drinker, too? Did you party and you drink? Oh, no, no. I, I've uh, never uh, been a, you know, alcohol, never, alcohol or cigarettes. Never smoked, never drank. And still had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> I, I want to talk about Iron Addicts now, the gym. Like Dave said, it's the Mecca. I know it's the Mecca. When you look up best gyms in the world, you have to go there on TripAdvisor. It comes up and stuff. How's the treadmill there? Is there treadmills there for me to run on? There is a treadmill there for you to run on. There used to be two, but I brought one to the house myself because my fat ass need a treadmill <laughs> the uh that's uh that's not like a small little gym people go there who want to beast out and they're like we're gonna go here and get it's a crazy gym how's the camaraderie there is everyone just have each other's back let's do it motivational because you're there family family man that's the best way I, you know i can explain it when you come through the door uh big dave will tell you you know you're very welcome everybody's welcome they treat you like family like you They've been knowing you, you know, your whole life, man. That's that's yeah. the way it, it, you know. That's where I want it. That's the way it is at Iron Addicts family. Number lines in that CT. Yeah, buddy, and you one yeah. of them. <laughs> it was like you know when I walked in there, I felt like Rocky when he walked in there to uh to watch at a at a club uh, Creed's uh, gym. Yeah, I felt that, that that environment, you know. Yeah, buddy, but every, everybody was nice to you, right? Those big day. Absolutely, days. absolutely. Yeah. You know, they pushed me, I pushed them, it was nice. Yeah. And I like your collection of machinery. I mean, you have stuff that's back in the day, you got some new stuff, but I really like your stuff. Thank you. You got some borderless machines that you can't find anywhere else, actually. Absolutely. All that stuff, all that Nautilus stuff came from Lou Ferrigno's personal uh, home gym. Oh, from Brooklyn. See, so there's a Brooklyn connection. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get out of here, CT. You haven't been out to, to to New York City, right? Oh, I've been to New York uh, uh, more than okay. one time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. You got to get out of here. Yes, I got to yes. come back. Yeah, we'll get some some cheesecake or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Look at each Long as long as it's vegan cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> C- uh, C- CT, let me let me ask you a question about working out. Um, obviously, everyone comes up to you. It's like when, when someone sees a chef. Let me ask you about food. Obviously, people ask you about working out. Do you agree with like, a, okay, Monday's chest day, uh, Thursday's shoulders day? Because I know you had something unorthodox. Didn't you work out the same body part? Every, didn't you do arms every single day? I sure did for the first uh, year and a half because uh, I was magnificently obsessed with having some big ass arms, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I, I'll train them motherfuckers, but I, you know, do triceps one day. Uh, and biceps the next day, but back and forth, back and forth, forearms, you know, back and forth, man. I, I felt like that was the way to get it. Uh, is to and and you know, I felt like a lot of people say that's overtraining and you can't do it like that. But I, you, you use your fucking arms uh, next uh, next to your legs. You use your arms, you know, more than any other fucking body part, man. I see if your legs can take it, 
the goddamn arms could take it too. So I beat the hell out of them for a year and a half, man. Now I want to talk about working out again afterwards. Supplements, and I know your supplements. Dave told me before we even did the interview, ask him about his supplements. They're like getting incredible reviews. So tell me about the supplements you're offering, where people can get them, and what advice you give with them. Uh, Ambrosia Collective. Uh, this is this is the uh, natural uh, vegan supplements that I'm uh, a part of. And I even have my own signature flavor, chocolate caramel candy bar. <laughs> Tastes like a Twix fucking candy bar. And, uh, you know, uh, it's all natural, health, healthy shit. <laughs> and I love it. AmbrosiaCollective.com. And also, I still have my own Iron Addicts brand supplements. And you can get uh, from ctfutcher.com. And that's the pre-workout. It's the sidewalk cracker pre-workout that will actually part your hair down the fucking middle, man. <laughs> and, and also, don't downplay your website, ctfletcher.com. You got incredible shirts, hats. You have incredible merchandise on there too, man. Yeah, my daughter runs that uh, website, ctfletcher.com. And you can find something for anybody on that motherfucker. Even ugly motherfuckers <laughs> I got hoodies. You can pull the hood over your head so nobody has to see your ass. I got all kinds of shit on ctfutcher.com. Speaking of your gym, how was it affected with COVID and how's it doing now? Uh, of course, we were shut down for a while, uh, quite a while. And, you know, that that uh, that was rough. That's rough on any small business. And we, we were no exception to the rule. It was struggling. We were struggling big time, you know, to keep the doors open. But the motherfuckers are still open because it's still my motherfucking set. And fuck COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and I got, you know, I had to bring in uh, Mike Rasheed, Sean Tobody, and uh, Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Mark, uh, shit, what the fuck is Mark's last month, Mark? Well, anyway, I got some partners now. <laughs> I had to do that to uh, keep the, uh, keep the gym doors open. Now, a couple more things. I'm going to let you go. You've been so gracious with your time. CT, was there a CT action figure? Yes, and the motherfucker didn't take off. <laughs> how doesn't it take off? I'm an action figure guy, CT. You look behind me. I got some Babe Ruth figures. I got some wrestling figures. I got a Harry Potter figure. Where's the CT Fletcher? Can you find that action figure everywhere, anywhere? Hell no. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was only, it was a, a do or nothing, do or die situation. And if we didn't get the fucking funding, then the shit wasn't going to take off and we didn't get the fucking funding. So uh, uh, that action figure is, on the shelf, some fucking way collecting dust, man. <laughs> you you don't have one displayed in your house? I don't even have one. Oh, uh, CT. Hey, but hey, I got a comic book coming out, man. So. Oh, really? A CT Fletcher comic book? Yes, sir. It's called Solomon. Solomon, yep. And it's uh, partially based on my uh, my real life. You know, Solomon died a few times, uh, came back to life, and and beating asses now, man. <laughs> Are you still doing that personal stuff on Cameo? And if you are, please give the plug because a CT Fletcher shout out goes viral. So are you still on Cameo? Yes, I'm definitely on Cameo, but I, I am going to be wrapping up my Cameos uh, pretty soon, probably uh, the end of the month. I'll probably do Cameos to the end of the month. So if they want one, they better get it in there because it takes up, you know, I, I really put a lot into them. Yeah. And it takes a, a quite a bit of time. Uh, more and I'm trying to move on to the comic book thing, get that done. So I won't have time for cameos after, after February. All right, TT, you ready to finish up with a few quick hit questions? Sure. 
Me and CT are hanging out at the bar. You're not drinking. Who's the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you right back? You got a name drop for me, CT. Dr. Dre. If you texted Dr. Dre, he would answer? Absolutely, always. CT, when I get out to that gym, when me and Dave, we do another podcast, we call Dr. Dre, so Dr. Dre comes on the show. What's <laughs> one show CT watched during the quarantine that would uh, surprise me? Uh, that would surprise you. I guess uh, Stranger Things. Okay, that does surprise me. That does surprise me. Yeah. One piece of advice 60-year-old CT gives to 20-year-old CT. Uh, fucking don't eat all them goddamn double cheeseburger, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you are, uh, this is CT 25 years ago. You're about to, but you're in today's world, still in good health. You're about to lift. You're about to set a record. What artist or what song are you putting on? James Brown. And that motivate you? Oh yeah. I, I listen to fucking, uh, James Brown every day, man. Yeah. When I'm training. Yeah. CT. Listen, yeah. get, Give the plug where everyone can find you. I'm sure everyone already knows you have over 2 million followers. Give out where they can find you on your website, Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter, the whole thing. Uh, just, I, w- I will tell them uh, ctfutcher.com for everything, man. ctfutcher.com, it'll have my Instagram, Facebook, and all that, Twitter, and all that shit on there. So just go to ctfutcher.com and buy something, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you people better listen. Don't go there to be friends with CT. Don't go like his pictures or like his video. Buy a shirt, buy a hoodie. He's a small businessman, right? And you didn't get a pension. You got fucked. You never got a pension. Yeah, yeah. And buy and buy some of that goddamn CT Fletcher Flavor Ambrosia. I get a dollar a bag on that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy it after my treadmill works out. This is true. CT, when me and Dave come out there, I mean this, we're going to do this live again. We'll have a blast. Me, you, Dre, and uh, Big Dave. CT, I hope this interview was a little different. It wasn't the same generic questions. I want to talk more wrestling with you, more boxing with you. CT, you get that treadmill. Make sure it's nice oiled up for me, all right? Oh, hell yeah. I put some uh, three and one on them <laughs> a goddamn self. CT, I love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for making it a day early. I know we have to watch the fights tomorrow. I can't, Dave. Thank you for coming on, CT. Always a pleasure, and I truly mean this when I uh, I say this to you. God bless. Thank you for doing this. I'm so glad your health is in better condition and Dude, your motivation, your inspiration, and I love you, CT. Thank you. Love you, man. Love you, Mike. Love you, Big Dave. Be good, brother. I'll talk to you soon, CT. All right, brother. Bye-bye. Bye.